Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So it's Super Bowl time again, and I have to confess, um, I've never been the slightest bit interested in watching football. Uh, however, my son Elliot has been getting into watching football with his grandpa, or as he calls him, Papoose. Um, so I ended up at a playoff party at the in-laws' house the other weekend. And I have to say, in all honesty, it was actually a pretty fun time with the family. And I did actually enjoy watching the game a lot more than I expected to. But um, the reason I bring up sports is for this reason. Why do people get excited about sports and their favorite athletes? Now, I imagine there are a plethora of reasons, but I want to hit on a few specific points for obvious reasons. And first, it's because we know what the athletes are capable of, and we hope to see them perform in a magnificent way. Second, I think we associate ourselves with a particular team or athlete for some personal reason or, or something that we feel is in common with them. And third, the reason I want to look at it is that we desire to experience a victory. Now, there's no surprise where I'm going with this, I'm sure, but I think it's worth being reminded of from time to time. So do we have passion for God in our hearts? Are we looking for our favorite player to do something amazing in our lives? And are we actually embracing any meaningful association with God in our daily walk? And lastly, what does the idea of a spiritual victory even mean to us? And do we work in the direction of the goal or just float around somewhere in midfield most of the time? So starting with, as I said, the passion in our hearts, Revelations 2, 4-5 says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. So as I said, we, we can get so ridiculously excited over an athlete because we believe what they can do, and we were excited to see it done. Have we forgotten what God is capable of doing? I mean, look around. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have we forgotten what he's done for our souls, for our health, for our families? Just take a minute and remember. Remember some of what he's done for you personally. There are so many things that we all can look at if we just take the time to to take a pause. Um, Have we forgotten what he promises to do? We don't just serve a God who's done some really cool stuff in the past and then retired. Our God is still in the game. He has shown us his intentions and his word and has invited us to take part in watching in expectation for the work that he's performing. Hebrews 9.28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And then next, perhaps the reason that we can't get all that interested in the things of God is because, as I said, we don't have any meaningful association with Him. There's a big difference between, yeah, I've heard of the Bengals, 
and I've been to the stadium. I've taken pictures with the coach. I grew up with one of the players. All my closest friends are Beagle fans, and we never miss a game. <laughs> there should also be an obvious difference to us between, yeah, I believe in God, and I'm a Christian. A Christian has come into contact with the Savior. A Christian has personal experience in the presence of God. A Christian is a part of a community that is cheering for the same team, the same champion, and excited to see what God is going to do next. Do we have that meaningful association with God? Or have we stepped back as a passive fan who just asks the friends at work how the team is doing? Because that doesn't check the box of relationship with God, I'm sorry. Matthew 22, 37 uh, says that Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. We don't get to wear the team collars of God's grace by simply having an interest in God. Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And the last comparison I want to draw is that of desiring victory. Are we actually looking for God to be victorious in our lives, and are we participating in that goal? Most of us live like God is a loser. And maybe I shouldn't make a generalization like that, but I'm just going to ride with it for a minute. So if you're rocking out in victory, just tune out for a couple minutes. The rest of us are living like God is a loser. I just took that in for a minute because it burns a little bit. I treat God like a loser. And what do I mean? Well, I don't have many expectations for God. I don't expect God to pull off an interception. I don't expect a miracle. I see a situation that looks like it's going to end badly, and my heart says, that's going to end badly. <laughs> We're so sure that God is a loser that we aren't even keeping track of when he wins. I mean, how many prayer requests did we pray last year? Thousands? How many did he answer? What are the stats? How many completions were there? I don't know. I've treated him like such a loser that I don't even notice when he wins. I mean, I must have just figured it wasn't even going to be worth taking note of. I mean, shame on me. Have we settled into just checking the scoreboard on the nightly news? Yep. I mean, three more murders today. Chalk today up as a victory for the enemy. And looks like the supply chain is failing. Better get ready to die. <laughs> yep. The government made another horrible decision. It's too far gone to save now. Loser, 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 loser. I mean, it isn't over till it's over. And we won't be passionate about God until we believe that he is who he says he is. When we get a hold of what God has done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do, it changes everything about our perspective. When we see the field lined up with all the enemies and the numbers aren't looking good and the clock is running out and the spectators are heading to their cars, we can smile and say, yeah, but I've seen God play before, and I know what's about to happen. He's about to go off and change everything. Deuteronomy 2, 1-4 says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you. 
to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. And as Elliot would want me to say, who day thinks going to beat my Jesus? <laughs> oh, that hurt a little bit. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.